You're listening to the really useful podcast. This is the tech podcast for technophobes from makeuseof.com. Welcome to the show. My name is Christian Corley, and with me this week is Gavin Phillips. How are you doing, I'm doing Gavin? really well, yes, Christian. You know, I was just thinking it's warmed up a bit. I've spent the weekend outside, and it's, it's shaping up for a lovely springtime. We just got our boiler fixed, and now we don't need to use it. Yes, it is getting a lot warmer. I spent the weekend driving around the great county of Yorkshire. Wonderful weather. Also stopped off for an amazing pub meal. And let me tell you, if we did food recommendations, on, I would be on, recommending on, the Dog on, and Gun in Borobinia Thirsk, just off the what A19. What earth is going on here? Gavin, are you really there? <laughs> I'm really here, Christian. What was all that about? That was that was scary, wasn't it? That wasn't us. Um, although, in a way, it was. So, I was um, alerted to the existence of Eleven Labs' voice AI creation tool. So, I gave it a go. And what you do, you upload a sample of speech, my speech, your speech, and then you give it some dialogue, uh, which I basically, I riffed on some previous conversations that we'd had because I have no imagination whatsoever, apparently, and then created those. Now, a discerning listener will have noticed that it didn't actually sound that much like me because uh, I'm quite northern. And uh, admittedly, I... Um, <clears throat> I do adjust my accent slightly for for these purposes, but uh, you know when I'm sat around the house, it's very much like, oh, we are going to do something for us, like, as opposed to, well, hello, would you mind doing this? Um, however, that made me sound very, very public school. I thought, well, I thought you were quite close. Yeah, I was genuinely impressed with the accuracy of the the AI for my voice <laughs> when you first uh, played it to me uh, b- beforehand. Uh, I was actually really struck with. Yeah, the similarities in it. Um, like you said, with yours, it was sort of more notably sort of elevated, wasn't it? And like uh, they'd, I, they'd taken some of the, the styling out of your voice. I uh, could be a BBC announcer with that voice. Yeah, exactly. Going very received uh, yeah. English. Well, an old, <laughs> an old school BBC um, announcer. I could be a BBC announcer now, couldn't I? Yeah, yeah. These days with the BBC, there's a show coming on saying, have you got your feet up and a nice warm cup of tea? Oh, yeah. sit back and enjoy this. What's all about? I don't know. Anyway, you join us, uh, myself, Christian Colley, and him, Gavin Phillips, the real ones. And uh, oh, by the way, if you want to check out how to do that, it's at 11labs.io. Now, there's a free version, but that only uses their own samples. Uh, if you want to upload your own voices, you need to get a subscription. However, um, the cheapest one is $5, but you can get the first month 80% off. Now, if you don't know maths, that's $1 a month. Now, that's like 70, 80p for us in the UK. So uh, that's uh, that's quite good value for just playing around with something like that. And you get about 10,000 characters free and about 38,000 or something generations, you know, so you can uh, tune it. I tried a lot of fine tuning on that to get it as close to me as possible. Uh, Obviously, I failed. So, we are here to discuss the latest tech news that matters, and we've got some tips and tricks to help you make better use out of the world of technology around you. We're going to kick off. We've got a little bit of games-heavy content this week. The MCV Awards took place last week, and the Steam Deck won the prize for the Hardware Innovation of the Year category. Have you got one yet? 
No, I haven't. Oh. You know what? We're not about. We're not. I don't think we're going to talk about this. But I've got my eyes on the the uh, the new Asus ah, right. uh, ROG Ally. Okay, so the Steam Deck. I mean, it's it's very hard to pick something that was more innovative. There's a few uh, things in this category. It's a particular interest to me because the EverKDXP is in there, which I've also got. The Play Date, which I didn't get because it took like three lifetimes to actually come out. Uh, you've got the Razer Blade 15 2022 gaming laptop. You've got the Split pad compact from hori which is a thing for the nintendo switch you've got the steam deck you've got the a500 mini which is another retro piece of kit and you've got the velocity one flight from turtle beach that's a sort of uh, game controller for uh, cars and things uh car games etc et and you know it's it's just a very good list now a lot of <laughs> in the retro communities there was <laughs> people very upset that the evercade and the a500 mini didn't win but i'm thinking to myself like, they're not really hardware innovations whereas the steam deck is basically squeezed a gaming laptop into something a little bit bigger than a nintendo switch and that's quite an innovation isn't it really oh yeah absolutely you think some of the hardware inside it, it's got a full amd processor gpu you know massive amounts of ram storage etc etc but like you sort of alluded to earlier it's not just the fact that they've got the computer inside it it's that it's so much more than just a portal to your steam library isn't it yeah as you've talked about before christian you know you can access different operating systems on it you can actually turn it into a retro gaming console in itself uh be that through steam or by loading up um what's it called uh the retro uh, uh there's, there's the main one's battle kira i think that's it thank it. you yeah but um it's such a great bit of kit and it's no wonder it's won this award and so many others along the way as well yeah yeah i'm i'm not surprised at all uh but uh, um, and it's nice to see as well it's nice to see it getting some recognition and uh um long may the steam deck be with us now we're going to move on now to two vital new privacy features that are coming to android Android is getting a security and privacy update. Uh, one is an enhancement to the um, Find My Device tool. And this will see the app offer more tracking capabilities by leveraging Bluetooth proximity, which is kind of a new feature in Bluetooth over the past few years. And this is uh, going to make it more uh, simpler to track more devices because um, it can only be used to um, track a device that's attached to the same Google account. But now you'll be able to use it to track things like uh, keys or anything with uh, Bluetooth, basically, or a Bluetooth tracker, a Bluetooth fob in the case of keys, that sort of thing. And there's also a new unknown tracker alerts coming along. This is a feature that Apple's had for a while uh, in case you're being tra tracked by, you know, like a, some unpleasant character has uh, put an air tag on you and ios will detect and disable air tags nearby this is a similar feature that's going to be coming to android phones in the near future in the summer of 2023 i am um, do you know air tags are kind of new on me i'm in the process of uh, doing the final bits of booking and purchasing for uh, a trip to portugal in a few weeks time as you know gavin and um I've, I've been alerted to the importance of air tags. Oh, so put one in your luggage and um, you'll know that it's on the plane with you. I'll know that it's at the wrong airport. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's quite, it does work though, doesn't it? I think that's how pe quite a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like you said, unfortunately found out that they don't have any luggage anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so um, that's coming to Android soon, so that's very good. Uh, I'm not entirely sure whether this will actually let you use AirTags on Android, though. 
which is I don't know if that's a thing. I'm going to be finding out. Otherwise, I'm going to have to. It's not that I don't like doing this. It's like I don't like the the fallback, the fallout from this. Giving my wife the responsibility of looking after all the cases with the air tags, she yeah. will not appreciate <laughs> that at all. We have three children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, just just before we move on from that, I will uh, mention that relating to the second point, the uh, upgraded um, tracker tags, um, the company Chipolo, who make tags that sort of meant to rival uh, Tile, who are the other big one, uh, yeah. and Air Tags, um, straight after Google announced this, because this came from uh, Google I/O, their big developer announcement, they sure, announced yeah. that they were upgrading their entire range of um, tracker tags and their Android focus rather than iOS focus. Oh, good. And they're going to get a massive update so that they work with this new system, and it should work way more similarly um to an air tag for android users so if air tags don't do the job for android which i don't think they work in nearly the same way yeah um you might want to check out chipolo after they launch their new range oh useful tip there do you know one of the things i'm doing at the moment and it's, it's entirely possible an article might come out of this trying to book a car online to be collected to porto airport and you might think it's relatively simple. Then you get to the bit where there's quite a few of us going. There's like six of us going. We need one vehicle because there's only one driver. So then we're having to look at seven and nine-seater vehicles. Then you get to find, oh, right, found this one. Go and book this. Then you find it, as well as paying for the rental up front, you also get a block on your credit card for the duration yes. of the trip. £4,000. Oh, that's in a heavy case. one. I don't have a four thousand pound credit card. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a hefty, hefty one. Yeah. So uh yeah, it's all getting complicated now and having to break break the journey, the trip up into having two hires basically in order to uh, save on that. Uh we will skip on, however, to Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It will be insane to get through a week of tech news and not mention the release of the latest game in the Zelda series, which has already become the highest rated game of all time on Open Critic and the <laughs> highest rated game of 2023 on Metacritic. I don't know. I mean, I have you ever played a Zelda game? I've never played a Zelda game. I haven't even, I think it's fair to say, I haven't even, I've got the Game & Watch Zelda that came out a couple of years ago. I haven't even played that yet. Okay, I've played some of the older Zelda games for yeah. um, SNES and um, what have you, and uh, I think I've played one on the Game Boy Advance, though I forget which, uh, what its name was. Uh, I've not played any of the modern ones, though. I didn't play Breath of the Wild. Um, Tears of the Kingdom does seem pretty good, though. I've seen a lot of footage from it. It does look really good fun. Uh, I don't have a Nintendo Switch, though, so it won't be something I'll be joining in with, and I'm not going to delve into the issues with people that have cracked it and are already playing oh. it el elsewhere yeah. <laughs> um it does look really good fun though but I just, it's one of those games where zelda is such a strong franchise with such a passionate player base but it's one of those i feel like if you're not into it maybe it doesn't have the same sort of pull yeah as, as with other things going through these um statistics that have caused this aggregate metacritic's all-time highest score is the legend of zelda ocarina of time for the nintendo 64 with a score of 99 so that's pretty there's there's a lot to beat there breath of the wild has an average critic score of 97 out of 100 
Now, elsewhere on Open Critic, here's how it's been reviewed so far. IGN are giving it 10 out of 10. Eurogamer, 4 out of 5. Metro Game Central, 10 out of 10. Games Radar Plus, 4.5 out of 5. Game Informer, 9.8 out of 10. GameSpot, 10 out of 10. Destructoid, 10 out of 10. Hobby Consoles, which I've never heard of, uh, 98 out of 100. These are all extremely, astoundingly high scores, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. I mean, uh, every single outlet is rating it absolutely perfect in every single way. Yeah, that's <laughs> quite insane. There's no bad point to it whatsoever. <laughs> Apart from the fact that you don't like it. Um... Yeah, I'd never hold that against the game. I'm always just surprised when games get a complete 10 out of 10 score. Like, So the whole game is absolutely perfect. Uh, maybe I'm just a cynic about there being anything that is completely perfect. But... Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't even get... I mean, I I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably the best gaming experience I have ever had playing anything ever. I still wouldn't give it 100 out of 100 or 10 out of 10 or whatever. No, no exactly. Like, how could... There's still issues with storyline and the pacing and the flow and all that sort of stuff, so... Yeah, I yeah I struggle with ten out of ten or one hundred out of one hundred reviews, you know. But you know, people that want to play it are going to have a great time because it is obviously yeah, yeah. a great game, and you don't receive that level of you know reviews if it isn't a great game. It's not like everyone gets together and goes, you know, we'd better collaborate and make sure the new Zelda game sells like forty million copies or whatever um, in the first day or something. So yeah, yeah it's obviously a good game. <laughs> I've um I've been watching a bit more Netflix lately by accident because I don't generally enjoy Netflix. I don't know why. I just, I, I I find I find some of the titles a little bit smug. I think, uh, but we've been watching the fourth series of Cobra Kai, and um, so Netflix has then been on a bit more. And I think Netflix is where Friends is. And uh, my wife and I checked out some of the old episodes of Friends recently as well. We we started to be st- we started to be stuck in this weird cycle of Friends, Modern Family. Then back to friends, then back to modern family. I don't know what that's all about. Oh gosh, my kids. Uh, I know we're diverging from the point, but my kids have just sat. Well, the eldest two have just sat and watched Friends from start to finish, and I've been like waiting for the day that they would get to the end, so I didn't have to hear that theme tune <laughs> one more time. <laughs> it is the worst through the thing house. about that show. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why aren't you using the skip intro button? Yes. <laughs> I got the second episode and I was using the skip intro button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, but it turns out there's more than just TV and movies on Netflix. There's also video games. Gavin, what? What's this all about? When did this Proper happen? games. November 2021 is when Netflix started beginning, uh, started adding free mobile games to the service. And uh, not many people know about it, but better still, the games have no adverts or in-app purchases, which is just as well, because if you use Netflix, you've kind of already paid once, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, God. I'd be so irritated if there were adverts <laughs> in the games. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, there's some good games on uh, Netflix as well, though, aren't there? It's it's quite a list. It's um, surprising um, the, the choice that there is that there is on there. I I mean the, the fact that it's there is enough. I think as well um, there needs to be an easier way to to, to to just use 
to play the games, doesn't it? Then it needs to be a more obvious, you know, like having it on the TV version. Yeah, more like an actual turning into like a proper games portal. Yeah, uh, and telling you exactly what you need. So, what do you need to play games on Netflix? A mobile device. Aha. <laughs> Thankfully, most of us have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it works on Android 8.0 or later and iOS or iPadOS 15 or later. Although, if your device isn't particularly adept at playing games, if it doesn't have um, great specs, or if it doesn't have enough storage space to install the games, then you're going to run into trouble. So it's not a streaming service. It's basically a sort of a gaming store. Yeah, it's like another game store, basically, that runs outside of the yeah. um, which, Play Store or App Store environment. Which makes me wonder if really... I mean, I mean, it's kind of a, a feature that m- most people don't know about. And it makes me wonder whether Netflix really... are really invested in this feature, you know? It's like it's like something that they've just added in to stop you, to, to stop you leaving Netflix on your mobile device. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I haven't looked into this, but it'd be interesting to see if there's any crossover between the the two stores. Because some of the games are on the Netflix thing are pretty good. So there's Kentucky Route Zero, which I don't know if you played. Uh, it's a really good point-and-click game. Um, there's Into the Breach, which again is a really good, fun game. Uh, Moonlighter, which is another uh, like action, it's like a dungeon crawler type game, which is really, really good fun. Uh, Oxen Free, it's a really fun adventure game there's some like there's some really good titles on there that's like surprising that they're that they're there <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just looking at uh tomb raider reloaded as well which yeah I, yeah brilliant yeah which i uh spotted some time ago and then forgot about and now i'm thinking oh i could play that and then again am i going to use on netflix because you know it's not actually my netflix account <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think as well, I mean, Android users particularly are blessed with a massive store full of games already. And uh, if you have, as we've already talked about, a Steam Deck or a computer or a laptop, fitting in the time to play games on yet another game store is like, oh gosh. It's like we've talked about with the streaming, uh, video streaming, isn't it? How do you find the time to watch every every single show on every single platform uh when you have a job and potentially a family (laughs) oh yeah 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 you have to have it you have to have it wired into your brain while you're asleep it's the only way oh whoa whoa don't give elon musk ideas man (laughs) he's he's got a huge list to work through including that cologne yeah Well, it's recommendations time, that part of the show where we recommend something. And um, I'm going to... I'm really struggling with this week, so I'm going to let Gavin go first. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I've uh, I've actually not been here for uh, a short period, so I think it's only, only fair that I go first, really. Um, so I've actually got some earbuds. <laughs> no! No, I know. I tell you why I've got earbuds. A because they were sent to me, and B because I really, really like them. Um, so I've got the uh, Anchor Soundcore Liberty Four. There's the latest in their Liberty line of earbuds. Um, 
they just get better and better each time. That's the thing with the Anchor Soundcore earbuds. I had the Liberty 2s. I've had the Liberty 3s. Uh, now Did the you have the Liberty 4s. X? Aye. Hey. <laughs> um, these ones are really interesting, though. So they've picked up on a lot of the stuff that came out during the last sort of 12 to 18 months in earbud tech. So they've got the 360-degree spatial sound, which... I don't know. Have you used spatial sound much? I'm sort of hit and miss on it. And which one is spatial sound? So um, you turn on the spatial sound and it tracks your head towards the audio source. So if I was using No, my, I haven't um, used that. Yeah, so it, it's quite good at times when you're like moving around. Um, so say you're out walking or whatever and you're moving your head around. The, the audio follows you around or you're listening to a podcast or, or you're moving or watching a film. It can be useful. But at times, if you forget to turn it off and you're just sitting at your desk and you look out the window, <laughs> you're suddenly like, ah, oh, I've gone deaf in my left ear. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the spatial tracking's on. Uh, so that's quite good. Interestingly as well, these uh, Soundcore Liberty 4s have... Um, like a heart rate monitor in the ear to track your heart rate and other health metrics through your ear, which I've been using um, on and off because uh, I'm not a big person to track uh, all my health metrics and what have you, but seeing it tracked through your ears was quite interesting. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah, which is good. It works quite well as well. It gives you like a range of stats on, you know, how you are, how you're feeling. Uh, if you're, blood is still pumping which is useful yeah. um and you know more to the point as a set of earbuds uh sound core earbuds consistently sound really good and these absolutely hit the spot in terms of audio quality really good balanced bass nice trebles good good mid-end mids could use a little bit of a tweak but you know it's it's really good overall package um and anchor with their sound core brand and the earbuds and headphones they put out do just seem to get better and better and better so yeah the uh, the, the sound core liberty four earbuds give them a go okay i have finally settled upon a recommendation and do you know what? It's, it's actually it's related to the uh, story related by my AI alter ego earlier in the show. And I'm not going to sp specifically say go to that pub. However, I found that pub thanks to Google Assistant while driving in the vicinity of that pub. So uh, it was Sunday, a nice sunny day in the UK. We were expecting rain in my part of the world on the northeast coast. So we thought we'd go inland a bit, go for a drive. And we were heading kind of roughly a vague idea of going to a place called Benningborough Hall, just outside York, which is a uh, was uh, old, back in the Second World War. It was uh, the sort of uh, billeting as a uh, RAF pilot, so there's a nearby uh, RAF base, it's RAF Linton. And you know, we wanted something to eat, so it's about uh, one one thirty in the afternoon. It's hungry. It's a Sunday. What do we eat on a Sunday, Gavin? Sunday lunch. Sunday lunch, a roast dinner. Uh, so, driving along, press the. Um, my phone is connected to my computer with uh, USB C cable. I have the um, the, the whole uh, integrated uh, system on my on my uh, in the car. So I press the button on the steering wheel for voice and say, um, "Google, find me somewhere to eat nearby that does the best." Sun no, it wasn't. No, it was. Um, oh yeah, Google, find me the best Sunday roast in Yorkshire. Three seconds later, a map comes up, 
fourth in the list is the place that's the nearest so we headed there and it was as simple as that we were there within five minutes now how good is that i've successfully used a digital assistant to achieve something relatively straightforward and got an absolutely brilliant meal out of out of it at a top rated pub with amazing food that was going to be my question like if it if it steered you there and then it wasn't a good meal <laughs> i'd have been very disappointed uh yeah do you know what i'm gonna i mean we don't we kind of mix and match the eating out sunday roast and the having it at home sunday roast because you know it's a it's a lot of effort to do weekly yourself at home or whatever sometimes you don't know which family members are going to be coming around so we yeah we mix it up and so you know we've eaten a quite a few of them out and about and there's one place not so far away at whitby which has kind of always been the sort of the gold standard but this was truly the best roast I've ever had outside of a family Whoa. home. I Whoa was absolutely there. blown away. I couldn't believe how good it was. <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. superb. I had roast pork. There was crackling, Yorkshire puds. Roast potatoes were absolutely outstanding. Plates of veg and everything. Oh, it was superb. And also they accommodated my little girl's dairy allergy as well. So they gave her a dairy-free Yorkshire pudding. Uh, they didn't put oh, butter nice. on the vegetables, that sort of thing. So it was absolutely marvellous. It was really, really good. But in all thanks to Google Assistant. Now, you know, we've there's obviously some concerns over uh, smart assistants and their... Uh, the privacy implications of using them and things like that but uh for, for this in this scenario being in a car needing to go somewhere to eat and having that response and it being so close you know that bit was a bit of luck but even so um if you're not if you don't have the facility to use a smart assistant in your car um I'm not going to say go and buy a new car or anything, but uh, see if there's anything you can do to change that maybe get a new head unit for your car or whatever because it's really worth having that feature that's my recommendation google assistant <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a different one but i very much enjoyed that <laughs> i'm glad to hear it uh so uh, if you've if you've listened to this and you thought i need to know a bit more about that we have everything you need in the show notes so you just uh find the link on makeusoft.com and uh all the notes that you need will be there all the links to the articles on our site and uh, anything we've spoken about that's hosted elsewhere. We'll be back for a new show next week. Until then, it's goodbye from us. 